He's five, with bright red hair, green eyes, freckles, and lots of energy. This is his first day at school. He's at Skull Carmel and Furhouse at the foot of the Dublin Mountains. The school isn't strange to Alton because he's been coming here every day to drop off his older brother Ushin, who's six. And every day, younger brothers and sisters, not yet at school, are allowed play for a while in the classrooms. So he's lucky like that. He's also lucky because his friend from across the road will be in his class. Her name's Kelly. But Alton's first day doesn't begin now, at half nine. No, it began much earlier, with the all-important packing of the school bag. Show me the copybook. What does it say in the copybook? Tell me what's in your flask. Not a drink. What drink? Um, seven up and black on the water. Okay, Lunch um, box and biscuits, sandwiches and and packet of crisps. Hello, Mrs. Callahan. Hi, Miss Brennan. Now, Emer, you can sit wherever you like and get something to play with. Good girl. Do you see any friend of yours down there? Right, you go and sit beside her or him. Right? Where's your friend? And you have jigsaws and you have bricks and you can take something from the trolley if you want, Timur. Good girl. How are you, Patrick? Patrick. Come here to me, Patrick. I remember you when you were a bump, Patrick. Do you know that? This is Alton's teacher, Mary Brennan from Sligo. She's got short blonde hair cut into a bob and she's wearing white jeans and a navy and white wool jumper. She's been teaching for 11 years, the last five with junior infants. The day is only two hours long, from 10 until 12. It's certainly the longest day of the school year for me. Uh, my biggest problem is to make sure I have them counted and make sure all the children are in the class all of the time. And because the class is self-contained here, we have toilets for the girls and toilets for the boys, I have to make sure that if there's somebody I can't find, well, they're either in the toilet or they're playing over at the sand. Or so to keep a head count for the day, that's the, the most important thing for the first day. Hello, Alton. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> the last time I saw you, you were only a little fella coming in here. Do you remember coming in here with Ushing? Do you? 
that's where you stushing sit. You sat over there by the door. Do you remember that? And Ushin told me you were going to be a very good boy. Was he right? I bet he is. You sit wherever you like, Alton, and get something to play with. You know where all the toys are, don't you? And all the jigsaws are. Do you know anybody else here? You don't know anybody yet? Will you sit wherever you like? Mommy, I don't know what I'll play with. I don't know what I'll play with. Jigsaw. Yeah, I'm going to make this little jigsaw. I think certainly some parents are disappointed when their children are quite happy here. The four-year-olds, we underestimate them a lot. They take everything in their stride. They come in here and they're very easily distracted. They become totally preoccupied with everything around them and whatever they're playing with. It's, it's a very hard day for the parents, I think. It's a very big wrench for parents. It's a harder day for parents, certainly. Happy to the heart's content. The mummies are crying now, coming out. <laughs> they won't get away from us for a while. <laughs> Weird. Start to feel old, you know. And expect to see. Do you remember your, first, your own first day when you ran home from school about 10 o'clock? Got a cup of coffee and we're back, a cup of cocoa and dragged back down again. He's fine and I'm fine. If he was, if he was um, bothered, I probably would be too. But that's, he's, he's quite happy. <laughs> How'd you do this, Mummy? How'd you do this? How'd you do this? It's cold this morning. It is cold, yeah. It's, it's not like September at all. More like November. But look at the lovely socks. Lovely frills. Uh oh. you get your coat off, you can sit down wherever yeah, you like, Sarah. Chair, okay. And you can get like something to play with. Hold and Mummy can like stay with you. Yeah. Oh, Kim! <laughs> Kim, what do we do with you? Yeah, Kim. Sometimes you have lots of tears on the first day. Sometimes the tears don't start until maybe the second week. So. It's, it's nearly an advantage in a way to see a few children upset on the first day because they all seem to settle in then in a few days. Whereas if they seem to settle in very quickly, the novelty can wear off and it might be the end of the second week they begin to get upset and decide they don't want to come to school. But it's generally not a problem. It's like passing away your baby. You know what I mean? It's, you walk from, you beat him home from hospital. It's one stage. And you send him to school. Oh, kind of when you send a child to school, they're gone, they're grown up, they're, you've lost, uh, you know, they're coming home at 12 o'clock, but you've still lost a baby in them. I mean, our attitude was, go home, mammy. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be mammy here, you know. Here's Kelly now, you to come in. Who was it? Yeah. Somebody was looking for you. Maybe it was Alton. Yeah, I think Alton said he knew you. Would you like to sit beside Alton? I'm like a machine.
nice. Have you got your lunchbox? Yeah. Remember when you were born, Patrick? Yeah. Lovely shorts and runners. Let's go for a little walk around the pool to work, The man with Patrick now is John Caulfield from Mayo. He's the headmaster of Skull Carmel. He's tall, with grey hair and an open, smiling face. He's in a grey suit. He's been teaching for the past 43 years. 27 of them here in Furhouse in Dublin. This goes back to 1869, that's the boys' register. And interesting here, you see the, the age of the children coming to school. Now, here we are. Age coming to school. Two. 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 Three there are three years of age. One year of age, age last birthday, one year. I think the Carmelite nuns were running the school at that stage. I had something to do with it, and it was kind of a glorified babysitting service, as you can see. We advise the parents to
to leave the children, as, leave the room as soon as possible, as soon as it's comfortable for the child. But they may stay on as long as they like. Now, even up to 10 minutes before the, the school breaks up, they can stay on. But I wanted to make the break the first day. So one year we had uh, one child in the class, and the dad was with them. And uh, after about an hour, I said to the dad, look, you better go. So we got him out. The child was hysterical. The dad wasn't out to the door five minutes. Everything was grand and calm, and the little fella turned around and started to play with the children beside him. I went up to the teacher and said, you know, there you are now. That was just, he didn't want to make the break, and the child started to holler. So we looked down, and here was Daddy at the window, looking in at the child, waving into him, and starting the whole procedure again. That's one that I, I do remember. <laughs> The school's older classes have settled more quickly and throughout the morning they'll have a succession of visitors like the headmaster who's checking on numbers. Can I have your order? Yeah. Oh, just cut 3, 5, 7, 9, 12, 14, 16, 19, 2, 3, 4, 2, 7, 2, 9, 31. And 2, 30, yeah, that's the approach, correct. Um, these children at lunch at uh, lunchtime go up to the far yard. You know the yard that used to go to last year? Yeah. Up there, quietly, no shouting at the stairs. So you know where to go anyway. You do, yes, you've been upstairs last year. You've a lovely suntan. Were you on your holidays, Patrick, somewhere? You must have been to get lovely brown legs like that. Where did you go, Patrick? Where did you go, Patrick? You can't go home. Not for a little while. What am I going to do with you? If this, if this place over there, love, you can. Yes, that's good, girls. You stick all the flowers together and make shapes. Out on the playground, Anne Feeney is showing her class their new yard. We'll walk on and see where our new playground is. Right. Now, this is where the big boys and girls, senior infants, play. Okay? This part is where you can run and play. If you want a nice quiet time, you go over there. And over there, you only walk. That's the quiet place for a nice little walk and a chat with your friends and so on. And nobody will run into you or anything like that. Right. When the bell rings, here's where you line up. See the white line? Yeah. Let's see you line up. One behind the other on your right now. In the staff room, Eilish Keane is taking a break. 
She's the school's remedial teacher. Children who fall behind the rest, the rest of the class with their reading um, are sent to the remedial class a couple of times a week and then we get the parents to help them at home. That's very important. When I was teaching in the inner city when I returned from England, I was doing phonics with a particular group and we'd learnt the short sound ah oh, for ostrich, ah oh, for orange, ah oh, for ostrich. But this one little girl who was about nine had never heard uh, of an ostrich. She'd been shown a picture and so on. And after a while playing this game, she came back up to me and said, look, miss, couldn't you call it a duck or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very happy. Do you know why? Because everybody here is very happy. All of you are very happy. I don't see anyone crying. I see some lovely smiling faces. Don't I? And you'll be going home in a little while. And if you're still very good when it's time to go home, there might be a little surprise. There might be a little treat. Also doing his rounds of the classes is school chaplain, Father John Dunphy. You're very welcome back. Yeah. And you know what I want you to do now? You're the bigger people, right? There's new people in the school today. You boys and girls who come into the school today. So they're younger than you. And what I want you to do is to make sure that they are happy here in this school. To make them feel welcome. Right? Because sometimes boys and girls, when they come into a new place, are a little bit shy. Very good. They're a little bit shy. And maybe a little bit frightened. A little bit frightened. Because they don't know what it's all about. But you know what it's all about. And what you have to do is to make sure that they're going to be happy here and that there's nothing to be afraid of at all. This is a very good place for them. All right, now, before we... Before we say, before we have our lunch, Grown, you're you at your place, love. Good girl, leave the sand now. You can play with it again tomorrow. Before we have our lunch, we're going to say a little prayer. So join your hands. Bless us, O God, as we sit together. Bless the food we eat today. Bless the hands that make the food. Bless us, O God. Amen. So if you have something to eat and if you have something to drink, take it out now and have it. Yes, dear? That'd be very nice. You can, love, yeah. Whose is the lovely sandwich on the floor? Uh, not me. Pick it up, Alan, good boy. It's not me. Yeah, not but me. just pick it up for me, please. Blue girl, when it's not me. 
Well, we'll tell her that she made a mistake when she comes out, all right? I think Patrick and I are going to be the best of friends. In the older wing of the school, Vice Principal Cathy Newell has a line of boys in the corridor. Is this a break? Is this a break? No, I'm just showing them how to go to the toilet. It's the first time. We don't have self-contained classrooms in this corridor, so I have to go up with the boys because it's an open toilet with urine on them. They don't have to supervise the whole. We have old toilets as well, so that they use the big uh, chain up it. So if you don't go with the boys, they swing up it. <laughs> So are boys different to deal with than girls? Uh, absolutely, totally different. I mean, I'd figure if you had a classroom of girls, you'd, I'd consider myself totally redundant. Absolutely. Boys, you have to say everything 50 times. And inevitably, if you have complaints from parents, it's always, they're always in defending their son, where you'd rarely ever get asked to be in defending a girl, you know what I mean? Mr. Coffin maintains this, the Irish mother syndrome. How are you, Patrick? Are you well, love? He's a great boy. Isn't that great? He was a little bit sad in the morning, but you he's happy now. Sad. Is he your friend now? He is. He's my best friend. And he's making a big sausage with his Marla. Or is it a gun? What are you making, Patrick? A, good boy. I made a carrot, Mr. Caulfield. Good girl. Good girl. He's happy enough now. The mother wouldn't take any nonsense. She just said, I'm going now. So she'd be fine in a few minutes. So she was right. You're in big school now, aren't you? You're in real school. Okay. I am a little mouse. Okay. Oh, oh, right. Well, we leave that one for now. This is a different one. I'm looking for a house, said the little brown mouse, with one room for breakfast, one room for tea, one room for supper, and that makes three. One room to dance in when I have a bowl, bedroom and kitchen, six rooms in all. to come in here but I know them well now most of them call me John and they say here he is Mr. O'Connor he is my heart broken and he'll break your heart and you you just kind of no I would never prejudge a child on the strength of the parents opinion but the child is a model child he's lovely sweet tempered obliging is can bring a roll book around you know everything like that take a message and the mother said, you meet the mother afterwards. That's a lovely child sent it to me. I think you already caught me. Said, oh, you should see him at home. <laughs> but uh, no, the, very often, uh, I think we're, we're very harsh on our own children and yeah. the kind of our estimation of them. Are you waiting for the bell? Yeah. Just carry it so. Now, 
If you have a flask or a drink on the sink, make sure you bring it home with you. Who's is this? Who's is this bag? Okay. Now, okay. You've been very good today, and we see you tomorrow morning. Hang on a minute, Matt, till I see the mammies. I want to see everybody going with your mammy or your daddy or your babysitter. So that's why we're all going to wait for a minute. So it's the end of Ulton's first day. It's goodbye to Miss Brennan and then out into the corridor to give his daddy the verdict. Where's your bag? Where's your bag? Emma. Did you like it? Yeah. What did you do all day? I am um, painting, went out to the yard, playing and Mrs. Wheeling read a story. And you're going to come back tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Will you be back tomorrow? Will you be back tomorrow, Richard? Yeah. And they were back tomorrow, and for many more tomorrows after that, for a mixture of learning and playing, fighting and fun. And the daddy mouse bit the big fat cat's bum. What? See? I said, if you don't have more left, put up your hand. God our Father, we come to say thank you for your love today. It was a good year. We did a good year's work. At the end of the year, everybody is safe and sound, no major accidents or anything. And if, if you get through a year where everybody is happy and healthy at the end of it, it's great. It's now the end of June, the end of the school year. Miss Brennan's class is much smaller, with 10 children having already left on holidays. Teaching has ended and the children are straining to get out of class. So for Mary Brennan, it's more a question of keeping them entertained and contained until the final bell. I usually take photographs when we go on our picnic at the end of the year and we go out for sports and games and sometimes parents give me cameras to take photographs on the last day in the class as the children sit at their tables. But we've lots and lots of songs. That's the trouble. I don't know. I don't know what song. To sing. Is there any other song you'd like to sing? Is there any, listen, is there any little poem you'd like to sing? Which one, Keith? They were ones you did way back at the beginning of the year, and they're they're okay when you.
to start from the play school bin. Okay, I'll do the doctor's song. Doctor's song? What's that? Just do ding-dong pen. The last day is fairly hectic. You're trying to give back books and things that they haven't got already. They try to give back their books in the last few days. They're going home, but there'll always be something left for the last day. And they have a little party and they get a little prize for the job they did all year. Everybody has a little job to do. Like what? Well, they're all in charge different copies or books or jigsaws or things. So at the end of the year, everybody gets a little bar for doing their job. No. 
And you have a lovely big classroom down on the other corridor, down near the video room. And you will, you'll be coming back to visit me though, won't you? Yeah. Very In September when I come back and have a new class and I see my old class out in the yard, that's when I really miss them, the first couple of weeks in September because I'm having junior infants again next year and it's really back to basics again and you forget in June how much you've done all year until it hits you the following September and you realise how helpless so many of them are. Today the teachers are leaving the school laden with presents from children and their families, sweets and flowers, cakes and wine. Headmaster John Caulfield is the last to leave. In his case, his presence included a hefty financial contribution. A fellow comes in and he says, buy yourself a drink and he gave me five, five single pounds. <laughs> Never in 43 years teaching. He says, buy yourself a drink. I felt, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> a tip. A tip, yes. <laughs> a tip for the headmaster. <laughs> so that's the way. Well, now we've a year over us since you came in here first. It wasn't a bad old year now, really. Uh, you were asking me earlier on about the little ones. You know, they came in to us now last September. We didn't know anything. They were just weepy little ones. And now they're all personalities, every single one of them. We know the shy ones, the strong-minded ones. The ones that have been a bit pampered by the mums and all that. They're, it's a great feeling at the end of a year, particularly with the junior infants, when you have a lot of them coming in to see that, you know, you're, you can see them begin to unfold, just like flower seeds growing in a garden. Next year, I'm retiring this time next year, but it's the last year of the new principal will be, will be appointed and will certainly be impinged in some way on my authority, if you like, this time next year. It's, um, it's just kind of a lonely year, really. We're getting ready for a friend of mine I was retiring over in Tala, and um, went over to see him yesterday, and it just struck me, John, you have one year left. And, um, you know, you're kind of cock at the walk, the place, you can come in and go out and you feel like at this time, 12 months, you hand over the keys to somebody, and some years no longer. I feel that kind of keenly, really, after nearly 40 years in the place. It's a good fight, mind you.
I came up here from Mayo 1955 for two, three, three years. So it's a wild oats. And and here's them. Sometimes I regret I didn't go back down down home, but um, I was very much into the fishing, which you don't have, you're not able to do that here in Dublin. Not the same way. I must say that it's a it's a great job, the best job in the world, really and truly. You know, there are times you get stressed out and people drive you mad, but uh, it is a great, a lovely, lovely job. And you know, to to have uh, those little ones trusting you and looking up to you and your God to them, and it makes you feel good, mind you. I think that's what I'm going to have to make work. This kind of. Uh, the way the little ones, um, you know, Mr. Caulfield said, that what Mr. Caulfield said is totally gospel. And uh, you miss that all right, and they're, they're so trusty. Yeah. You have, Professor Ryan, the keys of the school in your hand. I have, yeah. Tell me what the keys mean to you. I suppose the keys are me, really. Um, they're my kind of chain of office. And, and it's funny, the keys do mean something special. Um, I don't know what, what it is, but they do mean something. And uh, when I do hand these over, it's going to be handing over, um, I suppose, part of my life. It's something that was very precious to me to, to think that you were able to mould a school and shape the school and. Uh, influence you know the parish for such a long time that you just give it over to somebody else it's a symbol that that um well you're passing it over john and that's that there's nothing you can do about it will there be um this time next year will there be a tear i'd say yeah i'd say yes yes without a doubt well, I hope not, but I would say that somewhere there will be, yeah. Yeah, because um, I kind of cry easily from time to time, even now. Yeah. Shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> That's the way. I don't know. I don't know. You do your best. Sometimes you wonder whether it's a good best or not. That's the way. Should we all do our best in some way or other? Yeah, my badge of office, no.